Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates the scope and diversity of agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Joining me today are my very special guests. It's Don Wagner, pumpkin grower in Circleville, Ohio. And also with us is Jenny Rhodes, the chairman of the Public Relations Committee of the Circleville 116th edition of the Ohio Pumpkin Show, scheduled for October 18th to the 21st. Well, today we are spotlighting the greatest free show on earth. It's the 116th edition of the Circleville, Ohio Pumpkin Show. As I said, mentioned October 18th to 21st with a preview evening on October the 17th. Hey, welcome to the show, ladies. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much uh, for taking time out of your busy schedules to give us an inside track of the upcoming show. I know that it's coming rapidly fast. Uh, there's a lot of buzz and excitement around Circleville and the whole uh, central Ohio area about uh, this event. And uh, again, can't thank you enough for your time as we get into this. Now, this is the very first time that either of you have had the opportunity to be on our show. And so we like to get to know our guests a little bit. So Jenny, I'm going to start with you. You are the public relations chairperson for the show. When did you get involved and why? Oh, I first started getting involved with the Circleville Pumpkin Show probably about eight years ago as part of the parade committee and the announcing because I have a theater background. So I kind of got in that way. And from there, I just got to meet more and more people involved. Always been a big fan of the show, obviously, from Circleville, been going my whole life. So really excited I can be part of such a wonderful group. Now, I would have to ask, the last question I'm going to ask you is you can make you think a little bit on this, but you look at your eight years of involvement that you've had. If you were to pick two or three really wow moments for your involvement, what would they be? Would be the first um, time? Or? Well, maybe not in my involvement, but as someone at the Pumpkin Show, the first year the Ohio State Buckeye Marching Band came, that was an amazing experience. So many people came and I was part of the parade because I was still um, in high school at that time in the high school band. So that was a really cool moment. And I think just the the high school bands, the parade of bands on Thursday is always a, a memorable time. And then just really always being part of the way into and watching like the first time my mom and I started going to that. Um, we, it was just fascinating and just really a cool experience and a great time for our community to come together. So Probably, yeah, just dealing with being part of all of this and then also um, being part of like the PR and meeting the news people and getting to speak with people and share the message about Pumpkin Show has been a really special experience for me. Great. Oh, you said that you are a native of Circleville, correct? Yes. So give us a little uh, background on Circleville. Its population is about 13,000? Yeah, yeah. Um, mo mostly a rural community. Um, we're close enough to Columbus and bigger cities that I think that's a really happy medium. We're a small town feel, but still close to a lot of urban things. Um, we have a lot of local businesses downtown, and a lot of them rely on the pumpkin show as part of our our community. But I mean, we we bleed orange. Like it's pumpkins all the time. It you just know if you're from Circleville that that's what the feeling is. And like right now with this fall weather, we call that pumpkin show season or pumpkin show weather. And you've had perfect weather leading up to it so far, too. Knock on wood. So that's that's all good, too. Don, what's your story? Are you native to Circleville? Yes, I am. Uh, and I've always been in, involved since a child in a pumpkin show one way or another, whether it be pet parade or 
or whatever, I've had that interest. And it's like, you look forward to the pumpkin show every year. Like you look forward to Christmas, you know, it's part of your life. Like Jenny said, and it's reflected in the community all the time. And uh, uh, I got involved with the pumpkin growers in 2017. And uh, I've just enjoyed it ever since I found so many wonderful people uh, in this group. And uh, I, I don't know what more to say. It's just it's just a way of life here in Circleville. When she said you bleed orange, that's exactly right, you do. <laughs> now, I am sure that in your sleep, you don't see sheep, but you see giant pumpkins. <laughs> oh, of course. It's like uh, the Charlie Brown caricature of him in the middle of the pumpkin patch. You're just surrounded all the time. <laughs> you think it, breathe it, eat it. You know, you're constantly, uh, or at least I am, it's constantly on my mind. My plant is in actually my front yard. I have no front yard anymore. It's all pumpkin patch. And the first thing I do when I get up in the morning and I is to look out the window at my pumpkins to make sure everything's okay. Uh, you know, and I, I live in a house where my living quarters are upstairs. So I'm looking down on it and surveying the whole thing. And so uh, it's the first thing I do in the morning and the last thing I do at night is check that plant plus I'm out here every day once I get started from four to six hours because <clears throat> it's right here at my house. Great. And, and sometimes it's too convenient. <laughs> I am sure. Now, does talking to your pumpkins make them grow faster? <laughs> oh, I, try. I don't know, but I try. There I you go. We're doing this today hang on and if i step in between a vine i'll say to the roots oh i'm sorry i hear you ouch ouch I'll stay <laughs> off of it <laughs> yeah i do and i talked to this uh my really my biggest pumpkin which i lost a week and a half ago i talked to it all the time and i said oh come on hang in there we just got a little bit longer to go and it gave it its best and i did too but it, it didn't make it. So I've got mm. one more entry that, I, that I'm working on right now. But yes, I talked to them. And I, you okay. know, I think next year I might put some music out here. There you I go. That might help. Perfect. Well, let's, let's move on into the show itself. As I say, it's the 116th show. And this has to be, Jenny, one of the very oldest continuing running festivals in the entire country. And secondly... Uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, pumpkin shows in the world. Yes, um, it, it definitely is. It's and it's a wonderful opportunity for our economics in this county, of course, and just all the hotels are full, and it's it's a wonderful time for economic development here in this area. But yeah, it, it has grown, and it went from just a fun little time to show off your 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 vegetables and everything you've grown to this huge event, and it's amazing. Now, the history part of it is extremely interesting, going all the way back to 1903. And I understand at that time, the the mayor of Circleville is really the person that really started the whole thing. 
yes, George Haswell, uh, he got this started and then slowly different businesses were like, oh, can we be part of this too? And it just kind of expanded from there. And while some things have changed, a lot of things have remained the same, that it really is about the pumpkins and about that community building experience. And it's a time where you have reunions with people you don't always see. And I think that was the heart of it all, really, from George Haswell's standpoint. He wanted a, a chance to showcase our community to visitors. And it has grown and grown and grown. So now you have over 400,000 people coming uh, from not only Ohio, but around the country and probably even other countries. Yes, um, there has been times where we had like a map where people can pin and we've had people from all over the world. And it's really a true testament to the love of pumpkin and community. Now, when you look at the schedule itself, uh, mm -hmm. you begin with a preview, like a preview night on the 17th of October. And I see that you have about three hours of musical entertainment some extremely well-known groups, including uh, McGuffey Lane, which has a huge following. Yes, McGuffey Lane, very huge in this community. Um, if we don't have McGuffey Lane, we do get complaints sometimes. So I'm glad we could have them back again this year. And then, of course, what always kicks off the Pumpkin Show is the Pumpkin Show community band. So they will open us up and then McGuffey Lane will follow. It should be a great, a great evening. And yeah, the, the preview night started a few years ago and it was kind of like a secret, but now it, it's a full-blown, it's a whole thing. <laughs> and there are four, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like there's four stages of entertainment? Yes, yes. Okay. So again, about three hours of music uh, the first night and continuing throughout. We'll get into that a little bit more here in a, in a little bit here. And the other thing that you just mentioned, again, is the, the community involvement with the, the Pumpkin Community Band has been a fixture for, for years uh, mm -hmm. Give us a little background on that. Um, so the Pumpkin Show Community Band just started as um, we didn't always have the the amount of marching bands or schools that we had because before a lot of the schools were combined, so we didn't have opportunities for lots of bands to come in. So I think a lot of different people maybe had gotten out of the high school age and thought, well, let's start a band for all ages. So they are a part of every parade at the Pumpkin Show, and we really appreciate them and. They, they range in all ages of all sorts, and everyone's welcome. Excellent. When do they actually start practicing for this? Um, They practice year-round because they also do several community events throughout the year. Um, But as they get ready for the show, I think they just kind of start building upon different things. But I, I'm excited for this year. They have a lot of new songs, a little more like pop-ish songs, too, for them. So not just marches. So definitely something for everybody with the Pumpkin Show Band mixing up uh, the genre of music to appeal to all those different age groups and musical tastes, right? Yeah. Well, we look at the schedule and we and we continue on really to the really kickoff, which was on the 18th. Uh, mm -hmm. Don, uh, obviously the giant pumpkin weigh-in at nine o'clock in the center of Circle Valera at the Court and Main is really when things really get going full speed here. Tell us about uh, the process of of aligning the pumpkins and how the weighing occurs? Well, we uh, they like for you to be there by seven o'clock and we get on East Main Street uh, at Pickaway, which is a block away from where they're going to uh, unload them and, and weigh them. And what they do is they will come around and look at the different, look at your pumpkins You've already filled out an entry form prior to that. 
uh, which gives specifications on your pumpkin. And they take measurements, three measurements, which we use all the time to estimate the weight of your pumpkin. So they come around, uh, there's a group of them, they measure your pumpkin, they figure out the measurement, look on a chart, decide where they think your pumpkin should line up and they line line them up according to the smallest pumpkins first. And you go back the line, they'll line you right up Main Street uh, and go back east and uh, the larger pumpkins are at the end. And usually the people that measure are so good at this that they are either right on the weight or very, very close to it. So they, one reason they do that, of course, is, is to weigh the, the large ones last and build all the suspense, which there's plenty of, I can tell you that. But um, when they place them, when they take them off and weigh them and place them on the trailers that they have, it's easier to arrange them. And uh, they do that and then work their way toward the final uh, wagon in the front that's decorated for the three winners. So it's a lot easier to maneuver those pumpkins and get them placed according to weight. Um, so that's what they do. And it takes, they start about nine o'clock. They start with the weigh-in and uh, they lift them all up, put them on a certified scale and which comes up on a, a board, a reader board that's digital and gives you the uh, exact weight. And they announce that, of course, everybody's cheering and everybody's so hopeful that there's just gonna make the expected weight. And then they put them up for display. Um, we have a group of high school students from Logan Elm High School that come around and paint the um, grower's name and the weight right on the pumpkin. And uh, it takes about three hours to go through the judging. A lot of it, uh, it depends on how many entries there are. And this year there looks like, I'm gonna guess there's gonna be at least 25 entries or more. Last year there were over 30. And some growers will enter more than one pumpkin. So it's not like you're weighing just one pumpkin per grower. Sometimes you have two and you're allowed to enter two. Um, and then of course, uh, the pumpkin show trustee that does the announcing, Ernie Weaver, he talks to each grower as they come up and uh, ask some questions and uh, you can relate experiences. And uh, he talks to you about your growing while they're uh, lifting the pumpkin and preparing all that to weigh it. And uh, then each car moves out to the next one. What's the record? Getting through the crowd with those trucks and trailers is a, a, a feat in itself sometimes. So it, it things move a little slow, but uh, and people can come up and down the line while you're waiting in line and look at the pumpkins and take pictures and ask questions. And we have a lot of uh, press there, TV stations, uh, uh, other organizations that do podcasts and stuff. So uh, there's a lot that goes on during that judging period. I think I told you more than you wanted to know. <laughs> it's all good. 
What what is the is the record like about one thousand nine hundred and some pounds? Is that about right? Yeah, one thousand nine hundred and sixty-four pounds by Bob Liggett, and that was in two thousand fourteen. And last year it was one thousand eight hundred and thirty-seven, mm -hmm. I believe. Did I did I see that the Liggetts have won fifteen fifteen times? Yes. I've had <laughs> conversations with with them before too. They're amazing pumpkin growers too. So what are just a couple interesting facts about pumpkins, uh, Don? Uh, well, okay, when you were talking about weights, let me address that. Bob Liggett has surpassed his weight. Well, I know he has. So he should make a ton this year. And I, I oh, I want him to so badly. Okay, so now what was your question again? What can I tell just you about? Just uh, maybe two or three very interesting facts about pumpkins that people might not be aware of. How fast do they grow? Well, the entire process from germinating the seed um, through uh, harvesting it is a good six months. Um, it takes a couple weeks to get it started. Um, we watch the temperature, soil temperature. Uh, this year I put mine, my husband made me like these little hot houses that I put it in and I controlled the temperature um, of the soil and, and the environment around it. Um, you have to watch uh, the amount of water you give them. They go through a growth spurt where you're very uh, conscious of every pound they gain every day, how much water you're putting on, how much water the pumpkin can take safely and not have it burst open because it can do that. Um, there's a lot of science like there is to farming. We test our soil, which I'm gonna get ready to do that very shortly for next year. We send that to labs, they analyze it for growing giant pumpkins. So you have to be conscious of your soil. You need good soil, you need water, and most of all, you need a good seed. We check very carefully the genetics of these seeds and track them. And uh, we look at seeds that we think are going to be able to produce the fruit that we want. Right now, I'm looking at a couple seeds for next year that I want to make sure have uh, can take a lot of water. I had an issue with it getting too much water from rain, which I couldn't control, that I wasn't aware we were gonna have. And so had I known, I could have controlled my watering, but I didn't. So you have to be very conscious of that. Uh, we apply a lot of fertilizers um, and nutrients to the soil. Before we even plant, we put amendments on the soil, just like well, you do when you farm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of work that goes into getting ready for the event and prepping the pumpkins, and then also you're also looking ahead for next year. And it's amazing to me that there's looks like about a hundred thousand uh, pounds, Jody, of uh, pumpkins, squash, and gourds featured on street displays. Jenny, uh, again. Uh, about 100,000 pounds of pumpkin squash and gourds featured in the various uh, street displays uh, throughout the entire event. 
And then we have a local pumpkin patch, Morton's Pumpkin Patch, that kind of organizes all of that, and they help make some creative displays with that, too. Now, another uh, part as we kind of move on here, which is always a highlight, are the parades that you have. You have about, looks like, seven different parades, and each parade with a different theme related, including Miss Pumpkin Show to the Pet Parade. Speak to us about the parades. Um, so it, something that also is unique about the pumpkin show, we have seven parades over a course of four days. I, I can't say that about any other festival, maybe maybe like Disney World. But other than that, I think we <laughs> got it. Um, so, yeah, we've got the, the Little Miss Parade, which features second graders. And then we've got the Miss Pumpkin Show Parade. And those are um, juniors in high school. And then throughout the week, we have different the Parade of Bands. Thursday night is a big one. And we have a civic and fraternal organizations parade and also a Queens parade where we invite um, Queens from all over Ohio and those festivals. And of course, the pet parade. And this is the 76th year for our pet parade. That's a lot of pets in that parade, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, parades uh, across the board, really engaging uh, the community from all age groups and different organizations. So it's truly a community focused uh, with all of these parades. Again. Uh, throughout the day. Looks like a lot of them are, are in the morning. Is that correct? And a few in the evening? Um, so we have them at 3.30 p.m. and 8 p.m. every day, except for Saturday. We just have one in the evening at 8 p.m. just because the crowds are so huge on Saturday. And you have a float contest? Yeah, we got a float contest. And then as we've gotten through... Um, Float, floats can be expensive for like a small business. So something new we're starting is also a golf cart, decorated golf cart contest. So it'll be the first year for that. And that's sponsored by our local Sunrise Rotary Group. So that'll add something new along with the fun floats. Perfect. Now during the week, and you already alluded to this a little bit earlier when we were talking about the kickoff event, but we're talking about the musical groups involved. But again, with all of these stages, uh, just a little bit more on the types of music. I see there's cloggers, there's drum drum groups, there's something for bluegrass, it's, it's there. Yeah, the focus is just, just local performers. So uh, the entertainment committee works really hard to try to get local people involved rather than sometimes, you know, big names can bring people, but sometimes it's just about, yeah, it's about the community and showcasing. So she works really hard to do that. We have a dance, different dance studios as well. So yeah, there really is something for everyone. It is the greatest free show on earth. So, I mean, there is something to see anywhere you go. And the most inspiring exhibit, again, the eighth year for this, but the Eyes of Freedom Lima Company, again, you're going to have that. That is a, that's a really touching and moving exhibit display. Yeah, it really is. And whether or not you have any affiliation with armed forces, it's just a really cool thing to see. And that is housed in Memorial Hall. Um, which is a county-owned building, and they they have given a great opportunity for people to really take a look at this this unique exhibit. And then they bring it in um, earlier in the week, and it's really cool too because they have like a motorcycle group will come help bring them in to the community, and it's just such a, a nice welcome. Welcome, we're glad you're here. So I really you get goosebumps when you see that. It is truly a memorable, moving experience that you don't want to miss. Mm -hmm. Right now, it is time to salute all of our outstanding show sponsors that help make our program possible. That does include the Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, the Marysville, Ohio branch of the Middlefield Banking Company, UTC's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio, Health Insurance Markets, Michelle Mercer Office of Dublin, Ohio, 
the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. And today, we welcome a brand new sponsor to our show, that is Nationwide Children's Marysville Close to Home Center. You'll find great products and services at all of our show sponsors. Well, Don, uh, when you come to the Pumpkin Show, you have to, you have to indulge yourself in those pumpkin treats that you cannot find most of these anywhere else. And I remember uh, coming uh, several years ago, uh, having pumpkin chili for the very first time. I think it was hosted by the local Rotary Club there. And uh, boy, what a taste that was. Uh, speak to us a little bit about some of the edibles that people can find. Well, the pumpkin chili is great. The pumpkin burgers are also fantastic. They have pumpkin waffles, pumpkin pie, pumpkin ice cream is good. Um, now, I think that, um, gosh, I can't remember. I know it's on the tip of my tongue. Somebody does pumpkin pancakes. I know they do pancakes in the morning uptown. And um, pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pumpkin bread, pumpkin cookies. You'll see all kinds of vendors. I've had pumpkin muffins. Uh, if you name it and you can bake it or cook it, they put pumpkin in it. And it's, it's good. And what makes it so good are the spices that they use in it. And the Lindsay's Bakery has that giant oh, pumpkin pie on the window every year. Oh, yes. Those are uh, close friends of ours. And uh, it's been in the family for years. And my husband used to go up. We'd go up the night before pumpkin show and uh, help carry the pie out and put it in the window. And uh, we used to go up and uh, help them box donuts as they came out of the fryer, the pumpkin donuts. I can't, and those have got to be my number one favorite, I think. Uh, I can't tell you how popular those are. And the line is a block long some days getting in there and they never stop. And I can only imagine how many of those oh, they okay. make and sell during the entire festival too. It's it's in the thousands, I'm sure, uh, with that. <laughs> There's probably some statistics out there somewhere. Uh, I, I know it's just unreal. And of course, now and for several years, you can get those pumpkin donuts, the same great flavor year round at Lindsay's. So you don't have to get them just a pumpkin show. You can get them year round. There you go. Can't get enough of those pumpkin donuts. Hey, Don, in addition to the food, there are just, there's there's all kinds of craft demonstrations during the week that are going to be happening, including, I noticed, uh, chair canning, and then you have the giant pumpkin carving demo with Gus Squash Carver Smith Eisler, and I believe he's been there before. Right. Gus, well, I pronounce it Smith Hisler. Yes, and I just spoke to Gus a couple of weeks ago down at the Jack Pine Festival, and that uh, Gus has bought some pumpkins off me before to carve, and he said he would be interested in the one I've got here this year. But he's always busy there, or he's got another carver. Um, and there's all kinds of crafts. I I just love to go in where they do the quilt show. The quilters in this community are just phenomenal. And you see so many things that fit in with the pumpkin show and community. And then we've got the flower show and just People bring in all kinds of entries for that. Uh, all the foods, the jams, the jellies, the canned stuff, the baked goods that they do. Uh, of course, they have the famous pumpkin pie contest and 
uh, all other cake decorating. Oh, golly, I just can't. Oh, and then they display all of the fruits and vegetables. Uh, also in the building up there on Watt Street. Uh, and that's where they do the baked goods. Uh, and then you've got all of the uh, churches and community groups that have different things on display or for sale on the streets. Um, there's there's tons of things. And then you'll have some of the uh, vendors will do wood carvings uh, and things like that that you can watch right on the street. So um, there's things outside of uh, the pumpkin show itself that displays. So really, so really is what you're saying is that there is something for everybody to enjoy and experience uh, with that part of the event as well. Well, oh, uh, we, we could go on and on here. I know we've got a ways to go here, but let's move forward here and talk about uh, some of the uh, kids activities, uh, Jody, Jenny. Um, yeah, we've got lots of different kids activities from like carnival games to rides. And then there is a special opportunity um, for like ride tickets and wristbands. You can actually purchase them now and like save a little bit. And that's with poor Jack Amusements. That's on our Facebook page. That's something cool that people like, you know, when you're just planning to go somewhere. And um, the big thing too, the, the pumpkin pie eating contest is so much fun to watch. Um, if you've never seen one, you have to. They're not allowed to use their hands. That's the fun part with that. <laughs> <laughs> Greco-Roman style. <laughs> All right. And then there is a uh, 5K event that, that's going to be at the high school. Um, yes, that benefits um, the, the McGowans. Um, they're big in this community, and they have this every year. It's a nice little 5K run-walk, um, and it will be this year at Circleville High School and then over to the Roundtown Trail, and then you can spend the rest of the day at the Pumpkin Show. So it's kind of nice, maybe run off some of that fried food you had or, you know, just get some exercise and fresh air. Perfect. What day is that? Is that Saturday? Yes, that is Saturday. Now put the hours of the, the daily hours of the show out there for everybody. Um, so roughly it's 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, but there, uh, if you come earlier, there's opportunities. Don touched on it. There's pumpkin pancakes. There's different breakfast opportunities. So don't miss out on that. So if you want to come a little early, that's okay. And then you kind of beat the crowd that way. Which leads me to really the next question I really want to ask you. That is for visitors that are coming in to this year's show. What are some uh, tips that you'd like to put out there? You just mentioned come early. What about parking, for example, and, and how to get into this the town itself? Yeah, so parking is free. There's free street parking. And then, of course, there are always opportunities. Different organizations have different parking lots available where you can pay to park there. Um, but I think the most efficient way, we do have a shuttle system, a shuttle service, and more information is on pumpkinshow.com. But one of them, you can meet at AMVETS, and then they will shuttle you into the show and then take you out when you're ready to go. And it's really easy if you don't want to mess with parking. I am not someone that likes to be in an unfamiliar place and not know where to go. So we've got that from that end of town if you're coming from the south. And then um, over at Ohio Christian University, they're also hosting a shuttle service. So I think that's the way to go. Luckily, I live within walking distance, so I don't have to mess with that. There you go. You've got it made then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there a need at this point uh, at this point in time for any additional volunteers in any parts that you're aware of? There's always a need for additional volunteers. And um a lot of people have been at this a long time, and I think they would be very welcoming to bringing in some new people to train and kind of get 
a different generation going because um at volunteerism i think it's a problem across america we just don't have a lot of younger people don't have that same desire to volunteer but i mean people love going to the pumpkin show but you have to realize it takes so many people it takes a lot of volunteers so in order to keep this going we, we need volunteers of all types for all types of committees so um, there's the pumpkinshow.com on our website. We have a list of all our volunteers and all the places that they volunteer. So if there's a something you're interested in, just let us know. I'm happy to help connect. Is there a specific contact person that they should connect with or should they just go to that website and link um, on the website, contact form on there and then that'll help direct it to the right trustee for whatever group that is. Okay, perfect. Well, I know that we could easily talk for several more hours about the greatest free show on earth but at the 116th Circleville Ohio Pumpkin Show, but I'm not sure we would still cover everything. And my show clock is unfortunately ticking and I haven't figured out how to shatter it yet because if I could, I would do it right now. But the bottom line is that both of you, both of you have given us an excellent in-depth preview and taken us inside what's gonna happen at the 116th Ohio Circleville Pumpkin Show can't thank you enough for your time and talent coming on today, taking a few minutes to really give us the scoop of what's happening. What's a final special message you'd like to put out there, uh, first of all, for us, Don? Okay. I've got to let everybody know. Everyone that comes in wants to know where the giant pumpkins are displayed. They're at the intersection of Court and Main Street right at if you uh, go to the information booth and look around you'll see it um, there will be pumpkin growers there all the time behind uh, the fences and you can see the pumpkins you can talk to the growers and most of all you can sell you can sell excuse me you can buy giant seeds from growers that are reputable in our club as a matter of fact, we're getting get together tonight to get our pamphlets ready that we staple the seeds to. So please stop by and see the giant pumpkins. You ask anybody in town on your way, you'll find, they'll tell you where to go. We'll be there. We'll be happy to see you. And you can have your picture taken with the three big winners. There you go. Uh, right there. So you can get the package. You can talk to the giant pumpkin growers. I know they're happy to, to share information with you. And they've got those packets, as you mentioned, and the pictures. It's a win-win-win right there. Now, I know, Jenny, you're all over social media. You already alluded to the main website. Put that out there again and, and some of the other platforms that you're on. So pumpkinshow.com. And then we're also on Instagram and Facebook. And we do have a TikTok. So you are all over social media. I will make sure that we post those some of those sites on our show Facebook page. That's Agritastic as an added re resource and reference for everyone. Hey, and again, I want to thank you both for your time today. Mega kadoos to both of you and to the entire board of trustees, uh, to the countless volunteers, the sponsors, to all the pumpkin growers, the vendors, the parade participants, everybody that's had anything to do with the organization and coordination of this event for your outstanding year-round efforts. And you just keep on building this and creating this such a mega first-class free show for citizens of all ages to enjoy. I wish you much success with the show on October the 17th through the 21st in Circleville. It'll be pumpkin-tastic. So again, 
You need to put that on your calendar right now. Make your plans, plan out, map out your schedule before you go. And you don't want to miss this event. Believe me, I can personally attest to this event. I've had the experiences a couple of times of going there and seeing it for myself. You don't want to miss this event. Again, kudos to all everybody connected with the event. Again, thanks to both of you. And as we do a final wind down, final acknowledgement of all of our show sponsors, that does include the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties. It's a grassroots membership organization dedicated to strengthening and sustaining agriculture through policy advocacy, professional development, resource provisions, and outstanding member benefits. For more information, you can contact Melinda Lee, the organization director. That's mlee at ofbf.org, mlee at ofbf.org. The Marysville, Ohio branch of the Middlefield Banking Company, offering great rates for ag, commercial, and residential projects, combined with exceptional individualized customer service. They're located on Coleman's Crossing in Marysville, they're open Monday to Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5. You can find them on Facebook. They're ready to serve you. UT's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio. Hey, it is your one-stop shop for all your favorite Amish cheeses. And they have over 30, 30 types of cheeses, deli meats, baked goods, and more. Their corn crib area is fully stocked with fresh local produce, including apples, pears, watermelons, pumpkins, and much more. And be sure to order online. You can find them on Facebook. They're located on Converse Huff Road off of Route 42 in Plain City. And they're open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5. UTC's Farm Market, it's worth the drive. Health Insurance Markets, Michelle Mercer Office, Dublin, Ohio. Choosing the right Medicare plan can be confusing. Call Michelle today for a free initial consultation at 614-606-4222. That's 614 606 4222 or email her at mmercer at healthmarkets.com. Health Markets Insurance Inc. is licensed in all states and D.C. Product availability may vary and agents may be compensated for enrollment, but there is no obligation to do so. The Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association, cultivating a future in which sustainable and organic farmers thrive. Local food nourishes our communities and ag practices protect and enhance our community. Hey, now is the perfect time to become a member, offering mega benefits, including organic certification, educational events led by experts, one-on-one -on -one technical support to grow and sustain your business. For complete information, go to oeffa.org. That's oeffa.org. And finally, our new sponsor, that's Nationwide Children's Marysville Close to Home Center. It's dedicated to providing state-of-the-art medical support to adolescents and children 365 days a year. They're located on Coleman's Crossing in Marysville, Ohio. You can also find them online. You can find them on Facebook. Your patronage and support of all of our show sponsors makes a huge positive difference. Well, join us again for our next Ag Adventure as we get a special preview of the 96th Annual FFA Convention and Expo in Indianapolis, scheduled for November 1st through 4th with our very important special guest, Christy Meyer, Director of Communication. Follow us on Facebook at That's Agritastic for show details, ag announcements, interesting ag stories, and much more. Until the next time, this is Pete Emmons. Make it an agri-great week.